Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's all. Love Lust and Badass Soul. CEO Hayes is back after my traumatic experience on last week's podcast. I'm back. Um, <laughs> really? I'm back and better than ever, ready to answer some questions. Luckily, nothing's about Hayes this week. Thank God. But we got my lovely calls. You you heard a beautiful laugh, and that's the lovely AJ Badass Jones. What's going on, AJ? Hey, hey, you know, last week was it was so much fun. Um, you know, of course, like I'm an ass. I totally and completely enjoyed reading um, that email and, and you just having to be under the gun. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. What's beautiful about that? Like, like <laughs> there's nothing you, beautiful about it. Because it was it was a, it was a moment that pushed your level of comfort. Like you're a very confident a little bit cocky, but not in a bad way, but you're very confident. You're very sure of yourself and you, you're, you're pretty firm in who you are. So to be able to read something that caught you off guard and shook you a little bit, that's just, it was just a beautiful thing. It was nice for once to see you actually squirm. And outside of that, I know the, the, the listeners absolutely enjoyed it. Um, especially the women who are like gunning for you, like gunning in a good way. But the, the girls out there that are are looking to get with Hayes, the enchanted tongue. That woman called my called my tongue, said my tongue had a magical enchantment. Like magical enchantment. All them things that are going over here. Jeez Louise. But yeah, that was, and it's funny because I know every time we do an episode, we're like, yeah, that was really, really great. Had a lot of fun. That one by far, by far was my favorite. Uh, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no, it was fun though. I mean, and listen, listening back to it, because I guess I, I knew what was coming and I already knew how comfortable I was. I was like, you know what? That was, that was gold. Like it was a really, really good episode. So yeah. It definitely was. And the questions were really great. Like, I know that we've gotten within the emails that we've gotten, there are like a bunch of other questions. Um, but the questions that were sent in were, were really good. It was actually, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a really great episode. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we now we have to we have to come back with that one. We got to show that it wasn't a one hit wonder. We got to keep that quality going. Um, but, you know, this week, the thing is, is that with this podcast, it's not always going to be funny. I mean, it's going to be funny elements just because me and your chemistry. But we are here to give advice. We are here to tell real life stories. So a lot of times it, it's it's going to be deeper more than funny. And I think I think with the topics that we have and some of the questions, too, this is going to be a really insightful episode. So I, I like the way that it that we come back from uh very hilarious episode and we're probably going to come back and, and give a a really insightful one yes i agree absolutely so our discussion topic today before we get into questions is uh sexual unwillingness versus inhibitions sexual inhibitions uh when in a marriage um and i think this is this is one that hopefully can help a lot of people um so when you hear that first when you hear that topic and that discussion what's the first thing that comes to mind um, within the confines of a marriage, it, of course, your inhibitions are, you know, maybe when you're timid or a little bit afraid or scared to do and or try something new. Um, but it's, that's more so based on lack of experience or lack of, lack of knowledge, lack of opportunity. Um, sexual unwillingness is just flat out. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to try it. No, I don't want to. No, we can't discuss this. No, we can't compromise. Like it's a flat out no uh, every turn that you turn. That, of course, unwillingness sexually, especially in a marriage, is it's far more disconcerting than being uninhibited. Because when you have an unwillingness, you have essentially closed yourself off to any sort of exploration. And if anything, anyone remembers anything that you and I always say, like when you're in a marriage, when you're in a long-term committed relationship, you have to do things to keep the spark going because the spark just doesn't 
keep going by itself. You have to fan the flames. You have to put fuel on the fire. You have to have a willingness and an openness, especially if this is your life partner. There's no better person to explore with and experience with and gain insight and knowledge with and try and fuck up and fail and try again with. There's no better person on the planet for that than your 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 wife or your husband, your spouse. Like, And I'm baffled by that. I just don't understand. Like of, of anybody that you should want to try all kinds of dirty and nasty and fun and exciting and and funny and, you know, cautionary and uncautionary things. It should be your spouse. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, yeah, I don't I don't I guess I've never really even thought about an unwillingness to do something sexually. Like, for example, and this was long before, like the ass eating craze crave or whatever it's called. Um, But my wife, <laughs> when I my wife asked me, she was like, hey, would you eat my ass? And I was like, yeah, just you got to be fresh out the shower. But it was never any hesitation for me. That's my wife. I'm not going to go around just licking random people's asses, but you're my wife. If you want me to eat right. your ass, I'm going to eat your ass. Like, there's no big deal about that. Um, uh, uh, some uh, friends of mine, um, they were, and it's really interesting. She was 16. There's a vast age difference between them when they met. Um, but she was 16 when they met, and she is now 40. They've been together since she was 16. Oh, wow. And she's tried everything lawfully and unlawfully possible intimately with her husband. Because she didn't have anyone else, like she had no other scope or range of experience because she made this choice to be with the, the, the man that she loved and be with him. And he was her one, took her virginity in the whole nine. But for her, it's like, okay, there are lots of things that I want to try. I'm not going to cheat on him because I love him and he's a person that I want to be with. So why not try these things with them? And it was like the bondage, the, the you know, the, the fruit, the eating of the ass, the sucking of the dick, the anal, the, the, the choking, the butt, like all the whole range of everything, you know? Um, and she said like, after God, I can't even do the calculation after 24 years going into 25 years and four kids, that's how they kept their relationship alive. They made a point of having date night every Thursday. So they'd either, once the kids were asleep, they would go out in the back patio and have like a candlelight dinner, or they would do something, you know, get a babysitter, whatever the case may be. That was one of their ways of keeping things fresh and alive and new and, and, and committing time to spending just the two of them and also trying things intimately. So if the kids were at home, they had a babysitter, they'd go check into the hotel or a motel or whatever for a night and, and just do all manners of things. You know, um, another friend of mine, his wife will not suck his dick for the life of her. Fuck I think she sucks, sucks mm -hmm. his dick once a year, but hold on. He went into the marriage knowing this. She also doesn't like for her pussy to be eaten. Don't understand it. But but this is this is what and and my friend we've been friends since we were sixteen so friggin' like thirty years we've been friends yes I just gave away my age haha <laughs> um and he is like the pussy monster like the cookie monster he is the nyam pussy every opportunity you get kind of person like for him it's a prerequisite that he has to be able to eat your pussy he loves it that much she does not like it and she doesn't suck it and he he loves her and he married her like he agreed to it and conceded to it. We talk all the time and he's miserable about the, that lack of sex part, but he loves her. And, and he said, you know, he knew going in, it's not like he expected her to change. He would have been happy if she did, but he knew this going in and, and he accepted that this was just the life that he had consigned, consigned himself to and committed to. And this was just the way that it's going to be. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like we've had some difficult conversations and, and it's, it's been hard and he was faced with some challenges and choices um, and, and honestly, like I said to him, like, I don't know, I, I, I could not give that up. Like it would have to be something outstanding about the individual for me to say, you know what, if we can figure out some sort of a compromise that gives me the pleasure that I need, that doesn't involve eating pussy. If you don't eat pussy, I'm okay with that. However, for me, the balance would be, you can't then expect me to suck your dick all the time. It doesn't work that way. There has to be a give and take. So, and I was going to piggyback that. I mean, me and you both have been married. So I, I, I was going to ask you, like in your marriage, when you were married, was there anything that I know you're down to try anything, but was there anything initially that your husband may have asked you for that you were kind of like, wait a second. And then you kind of was like, you know what? Yeah, let's try it. You're my husband. Um, was, was it, did you ever have an experience like that? Um, the only thing I would say is probably pushing my pain thresholds. And that's a good thing today because anyone who's seen me, I'm very heavily tatted and pierced. Um, so it's it's kind of 
leveled me out in terms of how I deal with pain. But outside of like that aspect of it, like actual anything to do with the mouth or the, um, the like the dick or the penis or the ass. No, I, I have never said no. Oh, if, if we are together and you're the person that I love, if we are together, hey, so if you and I got married to, tomorrow and you wanted to try a whole bunch of things, me being committed to you, me loving you, me saying that, yes, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I give myself to you, which means I am open to trying anything that you want to try as long as we don't go to jail because <laughs> I'd have to be here. Um, as long as it doesn't put either one of us in harm's way and as long as it doesn't cause harm to someone else intentionally. Like if it's something that happens accidentally because we're driving and I decide to hop in your lap and fuck you while we're driving, we crash into something. It wasn't intentional. It could have stopped, but you, you, you know what I mean, right? Um, yeah, but just to say, no, I'm not doing it. I, I don't, I don't understand. Do you, would you ever foresee a situation? Someone could be so amazing that you, you have to give se- several concessions into just giving up something that you liked sexually. No, <laughs> I was waiting for um, the nah boss. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <Nah> boss. <laughs> but I, okay. So let, let, I'm going to tackle the first part of it. Like, I absolutely agree with you. Like stagnation could be the death of your relationship. Um, like specifically dealing with a marriage or a long-term committed relationship. Um, if there's just an unwillingness, you have, you're sabotaging yourself. And again, it not, it doesn't have to be that you're swinging from the chandeliers and, you know, coming home in BDSM gear and going to the swingers club and getting into the lifestyle. It doesn't have to be anything that extreme, but you do have to have some sort of a willingness to please your partner. You know, um, we've had this conversation before where like in, in particular with Jamaican men that they don't eat pussy, you know, but they'll want their woman to suck their dick. Girls are rebelling now. Girls want equal rights. Women want equal rights and equal things. You can't expect that a girl is going to be like deep throating you all the time and you're not even willing to lick her clit like once. Nah, boss, nobody's here for that, you know? And even if your compromise was, you know what? My wife is really good to me. She sucks my dick five out of seven days. At least one day a week, I'm going to eat her pussy. If nothing else, I guarantee you for never having it, she would at least appreciate the effort. She would at least have something to look forward to. And and maybe I'm, I'm selling it short that way, but I think... At, you know, if you can, if you can bank on, okay, I know once a week I can look forward to Saturday night when I get out of the shower and I lay down in the bed, he's going to come and eat my snatch. Like nobody ever has before. She at least has something to look forward to. Yes. It may become routine and redundant, but it's better to have that than to not have it at all. It's better to have some sort of routine with his willingness than the person to not be willing to do anything at all. I stand by and I will say again, if you cannot do those dirty things with your partner, who are you doing them with? This is the person that you've committed to for the rest of your life and you want to spend the rest of your life with. This should be the person that you are most comfortable to explore, especially if they're encouraging you to do these things, you know? Um, Taking it or giving it in one position, it's it's like having it's like having a woman that doesn't ride dick. And she'd be like, oh, well, I don't ride. You better figure that out. Even if you sit on me and I do the motion from underneath you, like give me some kind of variety. Mix it up a little bit. Like there, you can't want to just do one basic position for the rest of your life. It's going to end badly because it's going to cause frustration. And nobody likes to be frustrated. Relationships end, honestly, and, and not to call anybody's I'm not saying that anyone is dumb, but relationships end because of the stupidest reasons that are fixable reasons, not rocket scientist solutions, basic fixable solutions. Like, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. Like, I I know that I couldn't be with someone for the rest of my life that just wasn't willing to try anything, whether it's food, whether it's travel, whether it's reading a particular type of genre of, of um, story, whether it's listening to a, a particular genre of music, whatever it is, I cannot imagine myself being with someone for the rest of my life that has an unwillingness to try new things, especially intimately. Like sex is the glue that bonds men and women together on the most basic carnal level. Sex is the glue that bonds and binds you with your, your significant other. And I've, I and I made this analogy today. well not really analogy but I made the statement earlier today in the conversation I had and it's that I don't believe that sex necessarily makes or breaks a relationship like just the act of sex I think that um a when sex is 
shared when intimacy is shared and and both are willing give willingly willingly sex probably may not even be on your top 10 list of things that make up your marriage but when it becomes in disarray or one person is unwilling or one person is uncaring to what the other one's needs are it can shot shoot up to number one on the problems list do you do you agree with that do you kind of understand what i mean by that absolutely absolutely and and absolutely and I, yeah, and it's it's just it's crazy. Like like you said, and you and you've said it several times, is that that's the person you're with. You should be willing. I'm I'm okay if you try something, and hey, it's not your cup of tea. Okay, let's move on. But if you if it's just an unwillingness to even try it or attempt it, to me that shows a lack of care to to my needs. And then that's the mm-hmm. problem. Like I can I can give. It should be a give and take. If you are willing to try something that I want, you say you know what. I tried it for you. I'm willing to maybe even do it for you every once in a while, but I really don't care for it. Um, then on my on me being your partner and caring about how you feel, I may not even worry about it anymore. We tried it. It didn't work for us. Let's move on. But at least we tried it and we had that bonding moment. I, I completely agree with you. You couldn't have said it better. I completely agree with you. There has to be on a basic level, at least the willingness to try. Like give a, a very basic analogy. I don't like liver. I've tried liver several different ways. I don't like liver to save my life. You could say to me, Abe, this is going to save your life. I still probably wouldn't eat it. I would just take the L. <laughs> like, as bad as that sounds. But you and I are together, and I say to you, I really don't like liver. It's not my thing. And you say to me, you know what? I'm going to cook liver tonight, but I'm going to cook it in a way that you are absolutely going to love. I guarantee you. Because I love you as much as I hate liver, and I know I'm still not going to like it. Because I love you and I want to make you happy and I want to try with you, I will try the liver. I am a thousand percent positive. I'm still going to hate it because liver, there's no good way to cook liver. But because (laughs) I love you, I would have the willingness to try it for you. Very basic analogy, very basic example, but you kind of get the gist of it. It applies to everything. You have to have a basic willingness to try, to try. You may not love it, but you know what? You may actually find out that you do like it. Precisely. And the thing is with me sexually, too, sometimes it's not about like the just the gratification I get out of it. Like if I was to try something and it's drove you crazy, like as far as sexually, like it just it did it for you. Then that alone, like me seeing that pleasure come across you. Oh, I'm, it's going to be one of my favorite things, whether it, it causes me any more extra pleasure or not. Yeah. You, you can't be selfish in your intimate relationships, especially in a marriage. You just can't. It it cannot work. Both parties have to be selfless. And it's not to say that you have to be selfish. Sorry, you have to be selfless in the way that you give up everything that you like. When I say being selfless is you can't have an expectation that the other person does something if you are not willing to do it as well. You can't expect that the person is going to eat your pussy if you're not willing to suck his dick. You can't expect that the person is going to suck your dick if you're not willing to eat her, her pussy. It creates it creates malice. It really does. Because it's like, why am I able to do all the things that you like, but you can't do one single thing that I like? I'm not here for that. Not time. <laughs> there, You have to have a willingness to do these things. And maybe sometimes, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a social bias. It might be something religious for you. It might be something that stems from childhood. It might be something that, that stems from um, an experience that you've, you've had in your, in your youth, whatever the case may be, where you carry these things with you about what's right or wrong when you're in a relationship or the things that are, are allowable or the things that are right to do with your, your significant other. When you're with your partner, the only opinions that matter are yours and theirs. Because like you and I say in every, pretty much every podcast, what happens between the two of you behind closed doors is nobody's business but your own. If the other person is giving you a green light and they have a willingness, you need to open yourself up and drive through the green light. You may get to the cautionary light and decide, you know what? Nah, I'm not really loving this too much, but at least try to go through the green light and try to meet the person halfway. You can't be selfish when you're in a long-term committed relationship. You shouldn't be selfish in any relationship that, I mean, like, you know, and, and these are not the trivial, just getting to know your relationships, but when you're in it, when you're in it for the long call with somebody, you can't be selfish. You have to be selfless. Yeah, that's the key to making almost any marriage relationship work. Like you have to be like, 
there's no room and i and i've said this before there's no room for selfishness in a marriage i fully believe that there's room to have your own thing and they have their own thing there's room to have your your alone time and they have their alone time but selfishness like pure selfishness i don't believe in at, at all like it's it's that bothers me like there's nothing that sits right with me about being selfish in any in any relationship that and that's part of the reason why i have the relationship issues which i do i don't deal i will not deal with any type of selfishness at all and, and you shouldn't I, I i and not because i love you i'm agreeing with you but you're actually just flat out right like selfishness has no place in a relationship it, it's unhealthy and it's never going to work because selfishness breeds resentment and once you start to feel resentment for the person that you're with you're doomed to failure because then it doesn't just become about one thing that they do everything that they do is going to start pissing you off absolutely i there you go i mean <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say it better than that, but you're a hundred percent right, AJ, as you as you normally are. Um, so any anything left on this topic that, that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on before we get into questions at all? No, it's just, you know, I mean the basic points that we drive home that, you know, there's no place for selfishness. You have to have a, a willingness to at least try to meet the person halfway. It's not to say that you have to continue to do the to do the things, especially if it's something that you've tried and that you know you don't like, but like you've said, at least try it. At least be open to trying it. You never know what doors and possibilities may open up in your relationship when you let go and you leave that selfishness behind and, and you open yourself up to different experiences or at the very least having healthy conversation about those experiences. Absolutely. Um, before we move into questions, I'm going to solicit any of our listeners to write in a sex review for the lovely badass Jones because I feel like I need to even the playing ground. So I'm being petty right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move into questions. Uh, <laughs> a sex review on me? Lord, you can have every man coming to my DMs if that happens. <laughs> oh, man. Talking about the enchanted tongue that we'll have to figure out something new for you because the way you described it yourself, boy, oh, boy. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> let's move into questions. This first one is a doozy. Um, I, and I guess it, it kind of goes well with what we were just talking about. And it's a long one, so bear with me for a second. And it's two questions in this, um, in this kind of paragraph that was sent to me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the whole thing so we can get a context for it. And it is: I know someone that has a best friend that is male, and they had sex before, but just decided friendship was best. When the young lady got married, her husband basically made her in that friendship. Do you guys think he was right to make her in the in the friendship? have either of you have a friend of the opposite sex would end a friendship for your husband or girlfriend that was worded i'm gonna take that as do either yeah. of us have a have a a friend of the opposite sex that we would end for for uh uh our relationship if we were to get into one um so yeah how do you want to attack that first aj where, where do you want to start it um if you don't mind i'm going to answer this first just simply based on the fact that i've i've just been in this situation where um, someone that I consider to be a friend, although we did not have sexual relations of any kind, um, he ended our friendship because his wife said that my relationship with him made her uncomfortable because of his inappropriate interactions with other women. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so it, it's really it's really interesting without heavily getting into the, the situation between him and her. So they were together. He took it for granted. Um, the relationship started to die down. He started looking for company outside of their relationship. Um, she waited, gave him ultimatums. He wasn't sticking to that. And then she decided, like, fuck it, I'm done. Decided to move on with life. Uh, started seeing someone. My friend was told this. Started to feel some type of way because he realized that he was going to lose what could be his wife and their three children kind of deal. Um, so he started to act right. And so while he got into his act right, I noticed that our interactions um, started to dwindle to nothing. And I thought, OK, cool, no problem. You know, he's trying to, you know, mend fences and do the right thing and what have you. So last week he messages me, doesn't call me, messages me to say that because of his transgressions um, with other women, she is not comfortable with him, him having basically any female friendships that are not family. And then says to me, what do you think about that? <laughs> when it comes down to those kind of situations, I would never force anybody, argue with anybody, encourage anyone or otherwise to choose my friendship with them over their relationship with their man or their woman. 
Because at the end of the day, like my girlfriend Sasha likes to say to me, I'm not blowing in his face at night and I'm not keeping his body warm. I am nobody's life blanket, so I have no opinion about it. If you feel like that's what you need to do and you need to caution yourself when you choose this, because when you cut people off, you can't go back. That would be my single caution. But if you're okay with that and you you fully embrace what that means, then you know what? At the end of the day, you got to do you and you got to do what's right for your relationship and you got to do what's right for your partner to make them happy. Now, would I personally cut off any of my male friendships for a man that is uncomfortable with my male friendships, especially if these are people that I've been with friends with for 5, 10, 15, 20 years? He's not the right person for me. Even if you had sex with that person previously? Even if. Because this is my thing, right? Say you and I had sex 15 years ago, okay? Mm -hmm. How relevant is that to our friendship right now, especially if we've never crossed that path again? Like never, ever, ever. Not even for five seconds. We didn't joke about it. We didn't ramp about it. We didn't talk about it. We never, ever, ever crossed that threshold again. Should I in good conscience say, okay, well, CJ and I can't be friends now because my new man is uncomfortable with the fact that we fucked 15 years ago and maybe it's sitting in CJ's head? Nah, nigga, it's not sitting in CJ's head because 15 years couldn't go by and nothing's ever happened again. If it's done, it's just done. Like if I can comfortably and confidently assure you that nothing, not even like a slip of a kiss on the lips, nothing has happened. In, in whatever amount of time, like it was an experience, it happened, it was done. You need to trust me. If we are starting off on the basis that you don't trust what I say, that is a problem in and of itself. Oh, well, it's not that I don't trust you, I don't trust him. You don't have to trust him. You have to trust me. If I give you my word, I respect and honor you and tell you there is nothing that has happened and there is nothing that will ever happen. All when you and I are arguing, there will, like that kind of thing will never happen. You have to trust me. And if you can't trust my word, we're not going to succeed. We're not going to work. How? And, you know, reading this email, it seems like, uh, well, I mean, they said it when they got married. So obviously they were dating for a while beforehand and he didn't ask her to stop the relationship then it seems like once they got married it's like no now you need to stop the relationship and i i i, I, I don't know maybe there was something that popped up I, I mean of course we don't know the exact situation but i mean just looking at it from the outside and I, I'm, I'm trying to look at it objectively um because at some point if so if if it's your spouse i understand respecting their opinion um if they just don't feel comfortable with something but of course questions will pop up in my head of well i mean we've been dating for such amount of time you know we've been friends why is it bothering you now that we're married um so you know i i would and that's the thing i I I would would, mm -hmm. no i was gonna say i think when that happens at that point in time it feels almost calculated to me so if you and i have been dating courting for two three years you've known this person the entire time you've known that this person and i are friends the entire time nothing inappropriate has ever happened between me and this person and you tell me that you're cool with this person it feels calculated to me that now you're trying to force my hand that you're my husband because now you feel like you have the right to say to me well you know your friendship with who said person your your friendship with 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 vic makes me uncomfortable i don't want you guys to continue to be friends that feels too calculated to me you waited until there was you had you were in a position of power to say this to me so for three years what you lied you faked the funk you pretended now all of a sudden you're uncomfortable and nothing still nothing's happened why yeah i mean that's that's just yeah i mean that definitely throws up some red flags it, it causes some questions and, and concerns is that it's all of a sudden it does feel calculated it does feel like um a sense of you know i'm your husband now now you have to do what i say um which is problematic whether it's a husband or a wife i mean the thing is to me i would say that that's something that should be figured out when you guys are in the relationship stage because if they're not comfortable with somebody who used to have a sexual relationship or you used to date and now you guys are solely friends those are conversations that happen long before you're married and if it pops up only when you're married then you know i mean i i never want to tell anyone to disrespect their spouse but at some point you just need to be like hey you know we you have a relationship with that person now so why do i have to stop my relationship like as long as you're all one one big group of friends like i wouldn't i don't think that that would bother me at all like i don't know i, I just i just because i mean and for example like you see people who let's say me and you got married and me and your ex-husband got cool because he was around or whatever like you see that happening so and you and i know for a fact you guys used to sleep together so why should it matter like it's all about what the relationship is now you gave a perfect example that is a perfect 
perfect example. You are so right. When um, my ex and I, when we broke up and I remember the first uh, serious relationship I got into was maybe about two years after that, um, he and my then boyfriend were cool. So when we had like birthday parties for the kids, their dad would come and my boyfriend would be there and they were cool. Not to say that they would go out and have beers together, but they were cool. Like it, you know, it just, it just, it, sorry. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It becomes the person bullying you into choosing and it's unfair. It would be different if you and I, if you and your friend had slept together six months before, while we were still like while we were in the courting stage and you told me this then i would have concerns that maybe you were not finished or you weren't able to let go or whatever but if this is somebody that you slept with years and years and years before and nothing has happened since and you guys have legit just been cool and your friends the only thing that i would maybe have an expectation is that you don't spend as much time together but there's and that should just be a a natural shift in any relationship when you get married your focus is your relationship so you hanging out with the boys every weekend stops her hanging out with her girlfriend every weekend stops you know what i mean um the boys coming over by the house all the time it slows down the girls coming over by the house all the time it slows down like you adjust the appropriateness and the speed to the relationship that you're in that's supposed to happen but for you to say no cut that person off altogether no (laughs) that i I couldn't that no i couldn't I, i can't agree with that at all yeah yeah me either and it's 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 yeah yeah i I just sat there and just thought about that i'm glad that it came to me about the whole ex spouses and baby daddies and stuff like yeah i mean i've yeah it's it's just crazy it's crazy but yeah i mean there's i have nothing left to say on that one do you, do you feel comfortable with that answer is anything else you want you want to say no no i'm good i'm, I'm i think we, we covered that one nicely all right so the next question is when it comes to marriage what are the things that you feel set a good foundation for it to be strong and i want to say i feel like I, I like that people ask us marriage questions because you know we've both been married before and some people would be like well why ask them marriage questions obviously their marriages didn't work out um so i'm glad people still feel feel comfortable coming to us and asking us about this um but but you know what? because our marriages didn't work out doesn't mean that we don't have anything valuable to offer that's the way that i see it because you have people who've been married for 40 and 50 years and know nothing about their spouse and don't have shit to tell you exactly and uh, honestly i think that you can you learn more about a marriage sometimes and i'm not saying everyone but sometimes especially if you're if you're aware you learn a lot about your marriage after it's gone wrong like and Mm -hmm. that's that's sad but to say but you're once you're out of the situation you're kind of removed from it and and from the negative feelings and whatever was was causing your marriage to to be wrong or to end when you can step back you can see a lot of where you went wrong where your spouse went wrong and things that you could have done to fix it or that you just weren't willing to do for that person and why they maybe shouldn't have been your spouse i just there's, there's just a level of um like i said of self-awareness with that if you can if you can do that self-evaluation after the fact yes yes so to get to the question um so what what when it comes to what sets a strong foundation for a marriage i mean if you can't tell me me and aj i think we agree on this honesty that's the biggest <laughs> thing like and, 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 honesty and, and, and it's and it's and it's cliche i guess for some people to hear but it's true honesty if you can be completely open and honest with your spouse and know that even if they don't like what you have to tell them even if you if you don't like what they have to tell you that there's a sense of okay this is this person sharing this with me now let's start this conversation you're not you're not always the truth does hurt sometimes and being brutally honest sometimes it's necessary so if you have the expectation of well i don't expect this person to ever hurt my feelings you're you're batshit crazy because they can do everything perfect and be completely open and honest with you and some of the stuff they they say can still be hurtful it's up to you to be able to remove that and disseminate okay now that I can take my hurt and my pain out of hearing this from my spouse, okay, now what do I need to do so we can fix it on both sides? It's honesty. That, that's what I think is the biggest part of a strong foundation. Absolutely. I, I, I don't have anything to add because you, you you said it. And it's exactly like you say, we, we've talked about this a number of times. It has to be honesty. Um, some things are going to be bitter to swallow. It doesn't make the person wrong or bad for telling you. They're, they're trying to give you a fighting chance to work with them through the relationship. And it's better to know whatever it is and and be able to work things out in a sensible kind of way um, instead of of not knowing, regardless what it is. You know, 
it, it's got to be honesty and, and and follow to that, like secondary to that or running neck and neck or parallel of communication, not just hi, how are you type of communication, like good, honest, open, healthy communication where you actually listen for the sake of listening and to understand the person, not to just be able to bite their head off and, and reply. You have to be able to, to listen and, and hear them. Exactly. And sometimes I think that some people get so caught up and I will say right now I'm calling myself the carpet that I was like this for a long time that um, some people get too prideful in, in having a response right then or saying like I have to respond. Whereas even if you hear something, say and don't just say I can't talk to you right now, but say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I really don't want to respond right now until I have some time to think about what you're telling me. Can we talk about this after I get off work? Can we talk about this after the kids go to bed? Can we even talk about this tomorrow after dinner? I just want, really want some time to think about what you're telling me and to think of what I can or can't do to help fix this. And, and you know, it also gives the other person time to think, OK, now I told them. But let me also come with some solutions. I told them my problem. That's fine that I told them my problem. They were receptive to it. But let me also come with some solutions on my side, since that's what it seems like they're taking time to do. I think a lot of people, when they hear someone say, well, I let me get some time, their pride gets in the way. And they're like, well, no, that means that they don't care about what I have to say. And that's not true. Sometimes that means they care more about what you have to say, that they're willing to say, I need time to think about my response to this. And and that's definitely that's definitely me. Like if I am overwhelmed in the conversation, um, my mind starts to go in a bunch of different directions and I get unfocused and I never want to think about the wrong thing or steer away from what the topic at hand is. Um, anybody that's dealing with me, it's it's better to allow me some time to walk away from it, process it, and come back to the conversation. If you try to bully me into having the argument then, especially if I've said to you, you know what, I hear you, just give me like even a half hour to just, I just need time to process this by myself. If you say to me, no, I'm talking about this to you right now, it's an automatic shutdown. And then the conversation is just done. You can, then you can say whatever you want to say. And I'm just going to agree with everything that you say, as long as you stop talking to me. That is never a good thing. <laughs> never, never. That matter of fact, that's the worst possible thing. Like if you get someone to the pl- to the point of now they just they're just saying stuff to kind of end the conversation. That's that's terrible. At that point, you you failed. They failed. Like the whole situation. Throw the whole throw the whole conversation away because it doesn't mean anything. Yes, and and you have to pay attention to the the person's cues. Like never be so caught up in your need to finish the argument win the argument be heard out say whatever it is that you have to say never be so caught up in that that you don't hear the person say i hear you i want to have this conversation with you i just need to walk away for a couple of minutes so i can regroup and that's the thing not because i'm trying to think of a lie not because i'm trying to scheme not because i'm trying to counteract what you say i really and truly just feel overwhelmed in this exact moment and in order for me to fight with you effectively fight together to win like for a good outcome I can't do that if I stay in this exact moment. I need to exit stage left for a minute. I'm going to come back because it's important to me. But you need to be able to hear when the person says that to you and and truly understand in that moment, it's no longer about you arguing with them. They respect and value you. They love you and they want to have the discussion with you. They just can't do it within the next 20 minutes. So you need to give them that and trust that they're going to come back to it and continue the discussion with you in an equally healthy way. And here's the thing. This is something that my mom told me when I first got married, and I honestly did not listen to it. I probably really didn't understand it until maybe maybe six months ago. So keep in mind, I got married super young. And she told me that if you're focused on winning the argument, you're going to lose you're you're losing the war. You're losing your marriage or you're losing the fight, something like that. Um and I, th- I think that really holds true. Like if you're so busy focused on trying to win this argument, I'm going to I'm going to show them you're really losing. You're, 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 yeah. you're, you're losing at a whole different level that you really don't even realize. Your mom is wise and I love your mom. Like there's no, there's no room for ego. There's no room for a competitive spirit when you're trying to have an argument, not an argument, when you're trying to have a conversation, whether it's a heated discussion or not, but when you're truly having, trying to have a conversation with someone um, about working out something in your relationship, there's no room for ego in it. And if you're going, it's exactly what you said. If you're going in it with, you know what, I'm going to make her hear my point. I'm going to make him hear my point. And he's going to agree with me because he's going to respect me. Ah, friend, (laughs) no no work. So 
respect is something that's earned. It's not an automatic that anybody respects you, especially when you're acting like an ass or you're trying to bully somebody into seeing your point. It's different when somebody can agree to disagree with you because they truly hear what you're saying. They don't entirely agree with you, but because they love and respect you, they can at least hear and understand what your position is. Everyone has the right to that. I dated someone once who it was important to him that I always agreed with him. And it never worked out that way. One, because I've had more life experience than he has. And my perspectives were very different. I've I've more well-read and more well-traveled than he was at the time, probably still am. Um, But you, you can't win those kind of fights with me because then you know what ends up happening? Then I'm going to go out of my way to prove to you that you are wrong. What's what's healthy in that? Who wins in that? Like who truly wins in that? Because now we haven't actually accomplished anything. We haven't tackled what the issue is at hand because you're so caught up in now winning and I'm so caught up in now proving that you're not the winner. That's just dumb. Yeah, <laughs> On every yeah. level, it's just it's a, it's a loss across the board again a loss across the board um yeah so anything left on that one you already move on to the next no i'm ready i'm ready to go ready all to right go. so this one is oh god i didn't even realize this one was in here so it's another one about haze um oh, i don't like what say, oh god yeah. what we're talking because it usually means that something bad is coming <laughs> no no it's not this bad it, it's honestly a good one it's cj when planning a date how much thought do you put into into it I will say this, that you will know my level of interest in you by how much forethought I've put into the day. That's that's what I'll say. If it's just straightforward dinner and a movie and I don't do or introduce anything that that I've picked up on your likes or dislikes, chances are I like you, but not that much quite yet. So, I mean, usually like my when I go on when I will go on a date, I'm i'm always aiming like i want that wow factor i want when you walk away and you to, you to say and like i said i've said this before i'm i pride myself on picking up on cues that people may not even have put out there for me to necessarily pick out on like if we're just in a general conversation you're like oh every time i every time i eat popcorn i have to have a cinnamon roll and we go to the movies and i'm like oh yeah by the way i have i brought some cinnamon rolls along the way like it's just something like I, I try to always do little things like that um or if you say i love to see a man in red and if i show up and i'm wearing red it's because i'm paying attention to what you're saying that means you're getting some tonight <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I love that i think that's actually a really great answer i love that so yeah i don't want to spend too much time on this as that was just a me thing but aj what I, we'll, we'll spin this so that you can answer it um i don't want to. i don't want to no you, you're going to so like have you what's something that a man can do that this is this is an advice opportunity for me for other men who are listening what's something that in your experience because you like you said you are very experienced and you've been through a lot and you have a lot of knowledge that can help people what's something that men don't notice don't realize or could start um to pay more attention to when it comes to courting or dating someone that that you typically see people miss out on um compliments and I don't mean like the the big compliments, like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, but small details. Like it's gonna sound weird. For, so for any woman that likes makeup, if a man says to her, I really like your highlight, I really like the way that you've applied your highlight, that's a great thing. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's a great thing. Because she knows that something that is not of interest to any man, unless he's gay or into being like he's into, he's an MUA makeup artist, Um, that's not something that dudes pay attention to. So for women who things like that are important, especially like if they've gone out of way out of their way to do their hair, their nails, their whatever, when you pay attention to those little tiny details, believe me, you are going to win because then she's saying to herself, what else is he paying attention to? If he's noticed my highlight, like how many guys notice highlight? Oh, I like that about him. Um, you know, he's noticed the color of your nail polish on your, on your toes and on your feet. And he says things, it's the small, for me, it's the small details. Like you could tell me that I'm beautiful till the cows come home. Like, oh, okay, that's fantastic. You could tell me that I look sexy in my dress until the cows come home. And that's fantastic. But if you say to me, I really like the color on your nails and your feet, <laughs> you see the giggle? <laughs> that kind of stuff tickles me and makes me, it actually makes me feel very girly and 
I guarantee you, Hayes, every woman on the planet wants to be with a man that makes her feel girly, that makes her giggle, that makes her feel like she's back in high school, that makes her feel the butterflies in her stomach. There isn't, and if there's a woman out there that tells you that, she might have more testosterone than estrogen, but she's a liar. Well, straight up, there, you can ask a hundred different women. There isn't a single woman on the planet that doesn't want to be with a man that makes her feel that giddy, girly, schoolgirlish type of feeling. Not a single woman on the planet. Okay. It's small. It's the small details. We'll start calling this this. Anytime you give advice, we're going to start calling that the the uh, Jackson segment of the day because. God knows he needs some help sometimes. No, I'm playing. Shout out to Jackson. Shout out to Jackson from Sexual Strangers. That's that's the homie who actually has a has a date now. You know he has a date in about two and a half hours. So shout out to Jackson, man. Oh, jeez, Jackson, pay attention to the small details, especially if she's somebody that you like and you get there and you're really feeling her. Compliment the small things. Don't compliment the big things. Compliment the small things. She'll appreciate it. Give her an opportunity to giggle and feel like a feel girly. Jackson, oh, I'm rooting for you. I really am. <laughs> The thing with the thing, the thing, and I don't, I don't want to make this about Jackson, uh, but I do want to say the thing with Jackson is Jackson, and this is from another dude who was a piece of shit at some time. Jackson is a really, really good dude, and it sucks to see to see some of the shit that he's gone through with with women who just don't like Jackson being single and having women that don't appreciate the stuff Jackson does almost makes it like nobody can succeed because he is one of the biggest hardest heart and most pure people like that yes. i have communicated with and that's real talk like in jackson i know he listens shout out to you jackson i know it gets <laughs> it gets tough taking the high road sometimes but keep doing it man because at some Wing point it. you're gonna get blessed man I, I i definitely believe in that shout out to jackson but i tell you it's even the small things like when we were all in philadelphia and the day that we were leaving i didn't have socks and we were like, I was teasing him about his socks and his Sherpa pants and the suede boots and, you know, like the whole, all the jokes that we were running in the house. And I said to him, Jackson, I need a pair of socks. So he went to his, his bag and he pulled out a brand new pack of socks. And then he's like, he cut it open. And he's like, you know, here. So he hands me one. I'm like, I don't want those ones. I want the blue ones. And he looks at me and he sighs and he's like, these are my favorite color. But okay, here. I was like, oh, I still have those socks. Jackson, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring up these socks one more damn time, like. Um, he is he is such a sweetheart and honestly the, the day that someone really embraces who jackson is um and understands that jackson is a really good man they are going to be a very happy woman and i'm actually happy for him that he hasn't settled down with any of these stupid piece of shit girls because then i know there's a whole bunch of us would have to like go beat her ass if she did anything dumb true you're you're you're, you're right about that but yeah yeah i mean j- shout out to jackson but uh <laughs> okay, <moving> on. <laughs> so, yeah to get back on, on track here and this is this is a question i was actually um i'm happy to get to and i can't wait to hear what you have to say on this one is do you like to or have to have music on when it's about to go down in the bedroom do you have a go-to playlist aj oh. <laughs> i know you got a playlist as a matter of fact i know you have several playlists you have a playlist for what quickies a playlist for when you're going to be in there for a couple of hours a playlist for like go ahead tell the people what you got okay so you have me actually going into my playlist so i have okay so if i know that it's going to be like some fast things you know what i mean i just want like some good you know um i've got a short playlist that has about 30 songs on it and it's more of like it's a trap music oh god why am i saying this out loud it's more of a trap music playlist because i know it's just gonna be hot and heavy and just rough and and quick but really really good then I've got a playlist that's called Sexy Dirty Jones. This mm. playlist has 204 songs on it. And this playlist has like, yeah, this is the start at your toes and lick and work your way right up to like my earlobes type of playlist. And like, you don't miss anything in between type of playlist. Yeah. When I know I'm about to wow your socks off and you're probably going to need to like have a cigarette and a drink when we're done, even if you don't smoke and drink. That's the playlist. That's my go-to playlist. Sexy Dirty Jones. Wow. That's what's up. Yeah. Music has such an ability to set a mood. Um, there's sometimes where it's it's, you know, of course it's unplanned or whatever the case may be, and you just kind of throw in, throw on whatever. Um, you know, sometimes for the volume in case you're a loud person or you're a screamer or you're a cusser or whatever the case may be. But yeah, like a really good slow jams playlist, a lot of his mercy, that can have the ability to help you wet up everything under creation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Huh? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well, damn. AJ, I have to ask you a question. This is personal. Yes. Do but I don't feel like I know what you're talking about. Do you me. squirt? You're like the third person in two days who's asked me this question. I can't answer you. Why can't you answer me? Can you answer me off air? I'll answer you off air. Okay. Because I just... I, I, I just imagine I, like, I just imagine you like wetting somebody's complete face up and like afterwards they're just like I almost drowned but I had the best orgasm ever. <laughs> okay, you know what? We're we're gonna talk off air. There's two stories that I have to tell you, but I'm not gonna do them on air, and I know people are gonna be twist about that because they wanna hear what this is, but I can't do it to myself. So this is my whole thing. I'm gonna sabotage myself either way. If I say yes, it's gonna feel a whole bunch of questions. And then people unnecessarily come in to talk to me, like in my DM, which I don't want. And then if I say no, I feel like something's wrong with me because I feel like, and then, and I know that's crazy because not every woman is able to squirt, but I feel like I, I'm going to have to like go back and figure out how to turn the tap on kind of thing. So I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not throwing myself under the bus with that one. I love you. I'll answer you off air. <laughs> all right. Well, I understand that completely. Cause yeah, you know, you get the creeps in your DMs already without answering that question. Um, but maybe not. It's pictures I've gotten this week. Like I just don't. <laughs> you know what? Like, Surprisingly, I, saying, okay, I, my- I can't. Hayes, young dick, old dick, black dick, white dick, penis dick, Russian dick, Polish <laughs> dick. Like fuck me, honestly, I'm I'm done. Uh, you know what did it? It was that. It was that post. It was that post you had where your legs are spread and your drawers are down and you and you're asking questions like. You should have expected it once you posted that. Like, once you posted that, I'm like, yeah, her DMs are about to be lit. Oh. <laughs> and then people telling me, oh, you made my dick hard. That's great. Do you want me to clap for you? Like, I, and you know what? I try not to be an asshole. Like, when someone messages me, you know, as long as it's not something that's outright and blatant like that. Like, if the person says hi, I will say hi. I will respond to people. Um, I try to be sociable that way. And I try not to make anybody feel bad. But the second you start to steer it in a, in a different direction, I'd be like, fam, I'm not here for this conversation. Like, what do you need? Okay, I, you know, you looked at a picture of me and your dick got hurt. And now what? Like, what would you like? <laughs> this is not Pornhub. There, there's no extra video or pictures that are coming with it. Friend, there are all <laughs> kinds of sex sites available to you to finish out yourself, sir. Beg you do. Don't come here. Because if you're looking for something additional, man, I have nothing for you. Man, I have nothing for you. There's nothing available. Go away. But I'm oh, telling man. you, like, Lord of his mercy, I've appeared from all over the fucking planet. People are coming to show me their dick. And and this is my whole thing. Like, I, you know, and you and I have talked about this. I'm straight up going to start sending back a dick picture and tell people that this is what mine used to look like before the surgery. Here you go. <laughs> For all those you know people what? don't actually listen to the podcast and they want to carry on crazy in my DM here. Hold that. But you know Hold what? That. It's gonna it's gonna freak you out when when some guy responds back with I'd suck the hell out of that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> I'd be like, oh what? Listen oh. to me. No, that that's I don't know. Like I, I'm a pro Provocateur, provocateur is what I am, or provocatress. I don't know how you say it, whichever the right way is. Anybody who knows me, I, I'm here to provoke and stimulate. I've had, you know, gentlemen that message me and they're like, you know what? I looked at your pictures today. It was so great. I went home and fucked the shit out of my wife. Okay. You know, I'm happy that you were able to, to please her. I'm happy that I was able to help. I'm, I'm here for all of that shit. But again, like you sending me a picture of your dick does nothing for me when you and I are not interacting in any way, shape or form. Worse when you're like 2021, 20, boss, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm not here for none of that. <laughs> oh, man. Are you oh, a man. playlist? Um, so in my in my wild days, I, I was and, and I'm going to. Okay, so I had a playlist uh, that was titled the GTD Mix, and I don't even know if I want to say what that means. Can you figure out what GTD stands for? GTD? Give the dick? Oh, no. No. Close. Get the draws. It was my get the draws playlist. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I I was a playlist person for a very long time, um, but then, like, at some point, I I, I just enjoy the sounds of sex. Like the moaning, the groaning, the sla- the smacking, slapping, all that sounds. Um, 
So nowadays, no, I'm not as much of a playlist person. Now I'm down for having music on in the background at, at times, but it's, it's kind of neither here nor there thing for me right now. Whereas uh, for a long part of my life, it was a requirement. Like I just, yeah, I had, I had the GTD, I had GTD volume one through three. So hey, what are you saying? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> and you wonder why the fuck I'm getting emails about the magical enchanted blood clot tongue because you have volumes one through how much is? Really? <laughs> one through three, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm sure over the course of the next couple of months, there's got to be more emails coming from somebody talking about you. Guaranteed. I hope not. Let's let's take a break from that. I'm, matter of fact, I'm, I may I'm gonna have to check our podcast email <laughs> like religiously by the hour, so you can't try to sneak any more on me oh my goodness so okay so i'm gonna ask you an alternative question and and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that it's okay if you want to answer off air or not are you loud in the bedroom yourself are you like the talk shitter cuss you know give instructions type of i can be i can be so i'm i'm very like no sexual experience with me is ever the same so sometimes yes i'm very vocal very i'll talk shit um other times i won't talk as much sometimes like i literally will not make as much noise or 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 say as much because i want to see how you're gonna react i want to i want you to wonder if i'm enjoying it so you'll try that much harder i'm psychological like that like i'm 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 on a whole different level with it jeez sorry and you wonder why like 20 year old tremors are still happening with this woman after what you just said for real friend? come on man wow. I'm, a, I'm a thinker's thinker man I, I get deep with it like I, psychology was my major at first until i switched to computer science so i'm 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 very well versed in the art of making love to you mentally or getting yes. I'm real about the mental aspect of it i can and i've and i've told people this before I will make you mentally orgasm long before my tongue ever touches you. And at that point, you're already mine. Sexual psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on okay. to the last question of the day. And this is this is a good one to kind of end the podcast on. It's AJ and CJ. What is your favorite sex toy to use in the bedroom? AJ, I'm letting you go first on this one. Um, Cucumbers. <laughs> Yo, I still remember when you told me your mom listened to that episode. I was so fortified. Oh my god! I was like, "Wait, what? What do you mean?" Oh, by the way, hold on. Before you answer that, my mom happened to listen to the most recent episode too. hasn't listened hasn't listened to the episode of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul in a month. She said she was like, "You know what? I was bored. I was cleaning. I was like, let me listen to one of my son's podcasts. Turn on Love, Lust, and Badass Soul." And yeah, that's what she got to hear. So yeah, that was an interesting conversation. You know, I'm never meeting your mom now, right? And if I meet her, you better tell her my name is like Sabrina or something. Like, <laughs> well, she's gonna know from your voice immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! That's wow. So what does she say? Oh. She's I just hurt. she she usually just sends emojis like so she she literally the text I got hold on I want to I want to be I want to be exact with this literally the text I got was I'm dying right now you don't even know <laughs> literally the text I got was so I'm cleaning the house and I said you know what I need something to listen to I was listening to Joe and figured I was tired of music let me listen to my son's podcast I turn on the podcast and hear about my son having an enchanted tongue and then it's like 20 20 20 red face emojis and that's it could you tell your mom to just listen to tas please just tell her to stick to the awakening so really i know right how do you think i feel like now i'm like like and and so so do you do you want to hear my response to it because this is this to tell you a lot about me and my mom's relationship what is it <laughs> my response was so are you proud or not <laughs> oh my gosh my my son and my daughter they're they're never they've been banned from listening but even when you and i are, are, are when we're recording um my son's like he comes and he sees me and he hears me talking to you he goes to his room shuts the door and turns up his music he's like i'm not trying to hear nothing as you're talking about. no time 
like oh that's hilarious i love your mom big up to your moms shout out to your moms <laughs> oh, um man. i don't even remember what the question was sorry oh sex uh, toys in the bedroom yeah, uh, cucumbers are, are, are great and functional um i like okay so then am i giving myself away by saying this Ugh, um i have a double-headed glass toy that i am very fond of and it's called the juicer um one end of it is um kind of like a lollipop and it's got little studs all over it uh they're very smooth and then it's got like this it almost looks like um licorice spiraling around the shaft of it and then on the other end it's kind of shaped like a tulip and you can heat it up you can put it in hot water um to to warm it and you can um it's just yeah the different heads are great i am not a fan it's called the juicer yeah it's called the juicer (laughs) i'm I'm googling this right now um yeah that's a really good one I'm, i'm not a fan of um vibrators i have a few um actually let, let me not say that there's one that i have that i like because you can choose the vibrating speeds or you oh, can damn. choose for it this pulse. looks like this looks like a piece of a fine crafted piece of artwork here it is and it was expensive as shit but it was such a great investment <laughs> it wow. was a great um like oh sorry that's a conversation we're gonna have off air but yeah with without fail if i if that if i use that or that is used on me like i am coming like nobody's business like there's no way for me to not come using that thing it's just fabulous <clears throat> i'm not a fan of um the vibrators and the clit lickers again like i don't want to trick my mind into thinking that that's the way that a penis is supposed to feel because dick doesn't vibrate it may oscillate it may pulse if you're skilled or you're gifted but it doesn't it doesn't vibrate um so i just like them without like i like the look and the feel of them without all the extra bells and whistles um and i also like um playing with wax playing with hot wax Mm, yeah wax is sexy wax is definitely yeah wax play is is um and again because it's hot you know people see the flame they think they're gonna get burned um there's a there's a controlled way to do it where it gives you a jolt of pain and then you cool it immediately and it just creates like one kind of crazy crazy sensations um those would be my two favorite my top two in the bedroom um toys or accessories or gadgets gives those you know accessories that kind of thing um i feel like i said accessories twice i probably did but nobody's counting um what about you what's your do you have a go-to piece of apparatus Uh, um i mean mine is like i should have went first like now i feel like i'm like this is (laughs) embarrassing um but no my my favorite sex toy simply is a blindfold Mm -hmm. because it's something to me about not being able for the the person not to be able to know what i'm doing next and also for me if i'm blindfolded to not know what you're gonna what you're doing next to not have any idea like you and if you add like like you said the wax to that massage oils like whatever to that as well it's, it's something about the century thing of it that just does it for me i know i want to try this electric wand that nick has brought up several several yeah. times that is on my that's number one on my list of things to try but but as far as things that I've done already, a blindfold for some reason is just it's been the top one for me. So yeah, I like that. Blindfolds are really really good. Yeah, blindfolds yeah. and handcuffs. Like they're I know they're a cliche and, and a staple, but they're a staple for a reason. Yes. No, I, I you know they're a little bit of restraint, um, a little bit of sensory deprivation. It can make things so very exciting. Um, when I think about like being blindfolded and then using the juicer. Um, yeah that's just or being restrained and having the juicer used good god almighty okay can we end this session please i gotta go <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I just, and i literally just ordered the juicer so shut I up plans. did you really I, off amazon i literally just did oh, awesome you are going to you and and said person being juiced you're gonna have a great time <laughs> that's all i can tell you make sure you <laughs> plastic and a couple of, of towels well damn um all right well let's go ahead and tell the people good night aj tell the people where they can find you where they can reach us all the good stuff before i say adios so i am of course on uh instagram at badass underscore jones underscore we also are on instagram at 
L-L-B-A-S. Uh, if you want to tag or hashtag us on anything, you can do hashtag L-L-B-A-S. We are also on Twitter at LoveLustMBAS. If you have any questions that you want to email us, you can reach us at LoveLustMBAS at Yahoo.com. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes on Twitter. If I'm on a social media platform that I want you to be able to get to me at, that's more than likely the one. Um, shout out, shout out to the DMs this week. And I knew they were coming after that last episode, <laughs> but good Lord have mercy. Um, AJ, I have to, I, I was going to tell you this offer, but I might as well share it before we go. And this is not to brag or anything, but I had a semi well-known model in my DMs because she heard our episode. Shut up. That's so, fabulous. That's a beautiful thing. I hope you are continuing to talk to her. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. But um, um make so, me fight with <laughs> This has been uh this has been Love Lust and Badass. So I'm CEO Hayes for the lovely Badass Jones. I just want to say good night. We love each and every one of you guys. Be safe and order the juicer. Good night. Order the juicer. All right, that was fun.